Christ can change your past. He died on the cross so that all the sins you've ever committed, all the things you've ever done wrong, are forgiven. You were dead. He breathed into your lungs the breath of eternal life and he resurrected you. It is by grace. Now, now, right now, you confess and believe. God said you were saved. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow. 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 God. Let it snow. It's almost Christmas, baby. It is almost Christmas. Amen. Oh, glory. Welcome to the train wreck. My name is Matt Hensley, and I'm the pastor of Mayhill Baptist Church in Mayhill, New Mexico, and the managing editor of Lifeway Pastors. And I am joined by the jolly old man himself. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> I said jolly old man, oh, not jolly, jolly fat man. Jolly old man. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, I am... Kyle Bierman, pastor of First Baptist Church of Alamogordo, New Mexico, director of replanter development for the North American Mission Board and certified elf. So yes, we are, you are elf. We are so glad that you're here as we continue celebrating Christmas on Not Another Baptist Podcast. Yes, for sure. Hey, uh, so before, uh, before we dive into our topic today, uh, what, what's your Christmas plans, man? Uh, well, let's see. As this goes live, if, if, if my schedule is right, this one's going live on uh, December the 6th, if I'm not mistaken. And on December the 6th, I am at Disney World. That is my Christmas plans. So, so, so while I, you're there, while this goes live, you'll be standing in line at Disney? Is most that likely. That is, that is correct. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's our second day at Magic Kingdom. So yes, we'll, as as you are listening, if you are listening to this on Friday, we we, we are most likely standing. If you're in listening line. to this, you need to pray for Kyle's uh, <laughs> sanctification, Sanity, baby. Yeah, sanctification. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So we we've gone to Disney every uh, every year since we've had uh, kids around spring break, and uh, there are times when it's not too bad. Uh, you can get through everything. Uh, but my, my least favorite thing in the world is standing in line. You know, you're with those people. Oh, I was going to say people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's my least favorite part of Disney is the people. But, uh, you know, 45 minutes in a line with the, you know, same person to your left, same person to your right. And uh, you, get to, you get to know them. And, yep. and it is a chance, since Dr. Queen is, is listening in, it is a chance you've got a captive audience. Unless they want to jump the line, you can go ahead and dive into the gospel presentation. You could even preach an entire sermon to them for 45 minutes, man. Uh, but but what, what I hate, hate, hate about Disney is how many empty threats I hear in line. Uh, if you don't calm down, we're going back to the hotel. And that can <laughs> literally top of his lungs. And no. you know, they ain't leaving, L- man. Literally, literally no one's leaving. Yeah. Nobody's leaving that place. We spent $2,000 just for the <laughs> We ain't 
going anywhere. It doesn't matter how bad you are. And those, I think those kids know it. Like we know that you've spent your life savings on this. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't matter. Because, because what I'm learning. So, so it's been uh, this year is 30 years since I was at Disneyland. I was there when I was six years old and, I, and I'm 36. And what I'm learning is we, as we get closer, I think I'm at least as excited, if not more excited than my kids are. Yeah. Because um, again, it's, it's like, it's like taking my kids to Star Wars, right? It was those things that I got to experience as a kid and had so much fun. And now I'm getting to, to share it, getting to watch the Mandalorian with Noah, right? And, yeah. and sharing a new Star Wars story. So. Dude, that's a great series, man. Oh, so good. Oh. So good. Yeah. We're not and, even sponsored uh, by Disney Plus, but we'll tell not, you, you should get uh, Disney Plus. It's get, so get good. That, man. <laughs> and, uh, and, and now, you know, I complained about DirecTV being, you know, $200. So now between <laughs> Disney Plus and, Amazon Music and yes. Amazon Prime. They're, they're getting us at $15 a pop, like, and you end now, up spending more. <laughs> now I'm spending more than I ever did on, this, on uh, direct This TV. is a genius marketing strategy that yeah. they've put together, right? Hey, we're, we're going to convince folks that they don't need to spend 50 bucks a month for satellite, but we're going to make them spend 75 or 80 on all the individual services, and, yeah. and they'll never figure it out. And, or they won't care in our case, right? We know exactly how much we're spending. And, and yeah. But what I am I going to give up? So. Uh, on, on YouTube TV, I'm going to get The Walking Dead. On, on Disney, I'm going to get Mandalorian. And, and uh, you know, Netflix, I'll, I'll get, well, I don't even know what I watch. Did, did you oh, say you're going to get The Walking Dead on Disney? I don't think those two things go no, together. I said on YouTube TV. Oh, okay. Okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, no, that's on the kids channel, baby. Walking so, Dead. No, so, so since we're talking Christmas, we, we've not yet asked... Um, do you have any like books that you read this time of year? Do, do you have uh, no. any? Do you have any Christmas reading that you do? No, I don't no? do Christmas reading usually. I've okay. I've done like the uh, some some of the different Advent things that usually come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've read some of those, but none of them pop pop into my head. This year might be a little different with, I don't know what Lifeway will be sending yeah. out or whatever. But we we are thinking mapping out. This is recorded before. Uh, we're, we're mapping out, maybe doing an advent series on Lifeway pastors, but, uh, no, I usually really don't, um, do a particular Christmas, uh, book and, uh, but, but I'm sure you do. Oh, I do. So years ago, um, we got the audio book to John Grisham's skipping Christmas, which is what in, in the mid two thousands, they turned into uh, Christmas with the cranks. That was, that was the movie in the, in the book. It was, based Oh, on. so I have read that Christmas. book. Yeah. I watched that movie. No, no, that does not count. So <laughs> we got the audio book. And so every year, like usually when we're traveling, either, either Thanksgiving or Christmas, um, we'll, we'll put, put that in and it's like a four hour book. So it's short enough for, for a, a, a short car trip. Um, last year I rented, or I, I checked the book out from the library. And so I'd already listened to it on the audio book. And then I, and then I read it. And, and then this year I found it for sale for like 50 cents. And so I bought it. And so that's a Christmas tradition is, is to read Skipping Christmas, even though like I have it memorized, right? Like, uh, I, I mean, I know exactly who all the characters are, exactly what's going to happen, all the differences between the movie and the book. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, so I'll read that. Um, and then last year I got a uh, Charles Spurgeon collection of uh, Christmas sermons. And so I'll read that. Uh, there's, I don't know, eight or 10, something like that. So I'll read those throughout the, the Christmas yeah. season. And I've not started that yet. Uh, so I'm waiting until actual Advent season to, to, to start reading those. Yeah. So uh, that's, yeah, that's my, uh, that, that's my Christmas tradition. I'm impressed. I'm impressed you did wait to read those. Yeah, I, I'm putting it off. I'm, I'm actually reading another series of uh, 
uh, Spurgeon sermons right now on the power of the cross. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to finish those before I, I jump into Christmas. Um, so, so then the next one, of course, is Christmas movies. What are your Christmas movie staples? Okay, we do all of the Santa Claus movies. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, but Elf is the traditional Elf. one, and so uh, Black Friday we watch the Elf, okay. and uh, we'll usually do the. Uh, that, that's our November first movie, so so yeah. we, we do start Christmas movies beforehand. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so then we'll do the Elf. The Grinch is in there. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas Vacation. Uh, the kids. Which, I don't think which Grinch. The original one, the Jim Carrey all, version, or the brand new one that came out last year? All of them. Okay. Uh, but uh, but the 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 OG. Well, not. I guess not the OG, uh, but the Jim Carrey one's my favorite. Okay. The Jim Carrey so, one's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, good stuff. Yeah. So we do, we do elf. Um, white Christmas is a, is a staple around our house. that will be watched multiple times. And in fact, what, what's funny is my 12 year old son um, has had uh, white Christmas playing in his room several times already this, this year. Well, it's a classic. I, I highly recommend white Christmas. I do it's have to good. share that my wife will be watching christmas shoes oh with the one with rob Lowe? is, is that yeah. the one? Oh, yeah. you know i've never seen that one never seen we, uh, that's what we should do so that would break like all copyright laws but we should <laughs> do like a live video of our reaction that that should be our our christmas our, um, you you mean of us snoring because i'm pretty sure that would be my reaction to it well so so there there is a there there's a podcast uh uh story stories and star wars or star wars and stories or something okay. like that and one of the things that he did is when the movies came out he would have them queue up the the movie uh and he would he would give like a running commentary uh during the movie and okay. so everybody would watch it at the same we should do a bonus episode where we're watching that in the background and we're just giving our uh, live, like like uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, yeah, just sitting there and giving like snarky comments. Yeah, that would be <laughs> wonderful. I, that I'm I'm making an executive decision. Uh, I think we're doing that. I might have to do it on my own, but I'll do it. So <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, we're we're doing the normal Christmas thing, and with my dad's health, this is uh, kind of an important Christmas to get yeah. back and and uh, be there with them. And so uh, after. Uh, the Christmas uh, service, uh, or no, not not the Christmas service or whatever, but we'll do Christmas Eve service, and then uh, Christmas Day, we always been here to do all the Santa stuff, yeah. and then the day after, that's when we drive to Dallas and do all the family stuff, and we usually go to church at my mom and dad's, uh, unless I'm preaching somewhere this year, and uh, so so that's our, our Christmas so, deal. So is that and, your plug? Matt Hensley is available Oh, that's, Sunday after hey, Christmas in, uh, in the Metroplex. Here's a um, plug Matt. for, for potluck podcast. Uh, they, uh, one of their co-hosts, uh, well, it can't be a co-host if you've got three, right? So what, what is a, a, a host? I don't know. I don't know. Well, one of the hosts of podcast potluck podcast, Jared Cornut. Hello, friends. Hello, he has invited me to preach after Thanksgiving at his church. Cool. And so, uh, discernment bloggers can can tune in and uh, they'll they'll have plenty of ammunition for that one. Yeah. And uh, so I'm preaching there at Plymouth Park Baptist Church. So that'll be fun. Uh, a neat kind of circle thing for my life is a church that I was a worship pastor at was started by Plymouth Park Baptist Church really? uh, as a church plant. Uh, so I got there on their 10th year anniversary. and okay. uh, But it was started 10 years before by Plymouth Park and he had been on staff there. And, uh, and so that that's a neat little... 
uh, full circle thing for me. So it'll be fun to preach there in a number of that church has since folded and uh, a number, number of their members kind of returned to Plymouth park and went back. And so I know a lot of them. And uh, so they'll be there. So that'll be fun. And uh, so, so yeah, that's what I've got. So that's our Christmas traveling, but uh, enough of Christmas movies, Christmas books, Christmas, all of that. We're talking about Christmas outreach. That's right. And the first thing you can do uh, for Christmas outreach is uh, buy uh, some outreach Bibles by the CSB. That's right. Right. Yes, they, right. they can totally do that uh, because we yep. haven't given our plug for the CSB or no. Swibbits at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the CSB does have an outreach Bible that we can throw in the show notes uh, that is very cheap and cost effective for your church. If you're passing out things, uh, it's a paperback, uh, but uh, would be one quick way uh, to get a copy of the word of God that is readable and accurate in the hands of those that you are reaching out to. And uh, so that's one thing. Visit csbible.com after the show to uh, find out about that. Uh, But other ideas for outreach, of course, Uh, Kyle, you do something uh, with a Christmas tree, I believe, more specifically an angel tree. Yeah, we're we're involved in uh, angel tree ministries um, here in Alamogordo. Uh, So so angel tree is through is a, a program of prison fellowship ministries. A lot of our listeners will be familiar with it. Maybe if you aren't. So um, prison fellowship ministry started by Chuck Colson uh, after he got out of prison. Um, after the Watergate scandal, he came to faith in Christ and uh, began prison fellowship ministry. So angel tree ministries is a, is an extension of, of that. And um, it's it, what they do is they pair you up with kids uh, in your community who have one or sometimes both uh, parents who are incarcerated and are, are oftentimes living with a, sometimes a parent or a step-parent, grandma, uncles, aunts, some, sometimes even family friends. And um, uh, Angel Tree uh, provides you with, with their names and uh, the, the incarcerated parent is selected uh, kind of through some categories of gifts, um, uh, suggested gift items for their, for their kids. And I think this year we have everywhere from four months on up to 14 or 15 years old. So we've got a wide range of, uh, of kids that we're, that we're buying gifts for. And I think, I think our church, uh, I believe we're doing 40 kids total for that this year. Nice. Um, and, and so we'll talk about some other outreach opportunities. Uh, a lot of them are, are elsewhere. You know, I know we're both doing Lottie Moon uh, Christmas emphasis, uh, Christmas offering emphasis um, for, to go support missionaries overseas. Angel Tree will be right in your community. And, and I guarantee no matter what size community you're in, there, there are children on that list for your community. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great way to, to build some relationships uh, with, with families in your community. And what we have up in, in Mayhill is the uh, school gives us a list of uh, kids that may uh, be at risk or, or mm. in need of some financial assistance, usually those kind of based off of the lunch list and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they send that list out um, to different community organizations, uh, churches, uh, the Mayhill Community Center adopts 10 of them. We adopt 10 of them, you know, things like yeah. that. And that gives them. And uh, another one that your, your town may do a little differently along the same lines as an angel tree or similar to uh, is with foster kids. Um, we were recipients of it as foster parents. And then later when we became adoptive uh, parents, we gave to it. Uh, but uh, there, there were organizations and, and I'm not sure exactly what New Mexico does, but uh, they, they reached out with, uh, with our organization back in Texas 
and families would give to that or give uh, gifts to that. And then they would split them up between all of the, the families that were in foster care. And uh, so they're often forgotten, you know, during Christmas. Okay. And they may or may not be in an actual foster home. Uh, they may be bouncing around. But this ensures uh, that some of those foster kids will get uh, Christmas gifts around uh, Christmas. So that's that's yeah. a good one to consider to reach yeah. reach out to your local foster care, or foster care organization, see if they do anything like that. And your church yeah. may love to be a part and- of that. And that's awesome. So, so the way we do angel tree, um, there's all kinds of ways you can do it. I mean, you can just hand deliver gifts. Um, what we do is we actually host a party. And, um, so we'll invite all the families whose names we get. So this year we have 40, so we we took 40 names and I believe there are 12 families, um, that, that, that those 40 kids are a part of total of 12 families. And we invite them all to a party on a Sunday night. We do just kind of some finger foods, um, we'll see a couple of Christmas carols. I'll read the Christmas story, usually uh, out of the out of the um, the Jesus Storybook Bible, um, and then share the gospel. And then we we open up the presents. And it takes an hour, hour and a half or so. But it, but it's a way it gets folks in your church building and gives your the, the folks in your church an opportunity to connect with uh, with some folks in your community who who most of the time are not involved in a church anywhere. So it's a great outreach opportunity. And, and like you said, there, there are other opportunities as well. And, and even though this is airing mid-December, it may not be too late uh, to, to get involved in this. Uh, yeah. we, we got an email. Uh, we've gotten a couple of emails saying there are still kids in, in Alamogordo that have not been accounted for in the, um, in the angel tree process. So, um, th- you know, there, there are families, if, if you'll contact, uh, you know, if you're in a small town, you have a good relationship with the school, you can get names that way. Um, or there, there are organizations who will, who will be involved in these, and, and there are probably still um, children who, who are in need of, of something, right? Some, some sort of Christmas gift. And, and one of the things that uh, Chitwood says a lot is calling out the called, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sometimes, you know, you, you may not be able to, as a pastor, to, to say, hey, we'll take 10 of them or, or whatever, because you just don't know. But throw it up on a, on a Sunday and say, hey, we just found out there's... 12 more families that are, that are in need. And, and you may very well have that church member that says, Hey, I'll, uh, I'll take three of them. Another one, I'll take four, you know, that kind of deal. Uh, So give them an opportunity uh, to give back because it, you know, us with kids, a lot of times, a lot of our Christmas is spent, uh, you know, making sure we're, we're even on the gift giving and some of that kind of stuff. And, And we're focused on that, but we've got a number of people in all of our churches, especially those that are, uh, revitalizing churches that may not have kids at home, may not even have grandkids anymore that they give a lot of gifts to that kind of thing. That that's just a way for them to kind of relive some of their favorite Christmas uh, memories or some that didn't have kids at all. And uh, that they, they love to give, especially around uh, Christmas. And uh, so another outreach uh, that our girls love is unrandom acts of kindness. And uh, usually this is spurred on by Ellie the elf. Uh, we do the Elf on the Shelf, and ours. Oh, so you guilt trip your children? No, okay. ours. <laughs> instead of it's watching you and and all of that kind of stuff, ours uh, gives them some kind of an act of kindness at the beginning of the week, and uh, and then at the end of the week, if they've done that particular one, and each day there's other things. You know, they write a encouraging letter to a sister, or uh, you know, they'll they'll write a note for their teacher or Sunday school teacher, things like that. Uh, but on on the random act of kindness that they have to do, uh, once they've done it, they uh, they get a you know they tell Ellie 
uh, what they've done. And then they get a, a treat or a movie night, something like that. So, so yes, moralism at its finest, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What's another one, man? Yeah. So another one, it kind of piggybacks off of um, what you've already talked about. And, and this requires uh, some, some relationships either with a church, with an organization or, or relying on the people in your church and, and the, the folks that are in their sphere of influence. And that's simply Thanksgiving or Christmas food baskets. Uh, now, obviously we've passed Thanksgiving, so you can't do that, but you can still get some together for, for Christmas. Um, I would not recommend that you advertise this in like a paper or on Facebook or something like that, because you will be inundated with requests. Um, and, and then oftentimes people are offended when, when you don't choose them. You know, when, when you're a church of 50 people and you get 600 requests, like the, the, you just, you can't do that. Um, yeah. But you can do some. And so what I would recommend is that you touch on, I said, leverage those relationships that are already present in your church body. You know, maybe you're someone in your church has a neighbor that they know uh, just could, could use a blessing for one reason or another. Maybe they've had a rough year with some medical bills or something like that. And they're just struggling and they would be blessed by, providing some uh, um, ingredients for a Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. And, and I would recommend not like cooking it and taking it to them. I, I would recommend taking them the ingredients and allowing them to cook it yeah. and, and, you know, make it as um, anonymous as, as possible. I mean, so it's, it's fine to say, Hey, this is from first Baptist church. We just wanted to bless you. Uh, but I wouldn't say so-and-so gave us your name and said that you really needed some, some help because those are oftentimes very sensitive situations, but, but, you know, never underestimate the fact that, that someone um, could use one of those. And, you know, I, I know the standard rebuttals to that. Well, they don't have the money because they spirit all spend it all on beer, cigarettes or whatever. Well, and, and in some cases that's true. Right. And which, which is why I would recommend not just publicizing that, because you don't want to feed into a mindset that says, Hey, we can hit up all these organizations and get a, get a, a feast mm-hmm. for free, but you do want to meet needs. And if you can build on a relationship that's already present by, by meeting real needs in, in the lives of folks in your community, that goes a long way. And, yeah. and my pushback to that, that mentality mm-hmm. is uh, that those, those kids aren't. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so maybe that's something throughout the year that, that, is a chance for you to to walk through these people with some of their decisions and, and all of that. And, and with how you're going to give, uh, you know, gas money or things like that for, for different, you know, benevolence needs. But if they've got yeah. kids, man, just bless them and uh, reach out and uh, be the hands and feet of, of Jesus for them during that time. My, yeah. my next one uh, we, we talked about in our things to do, uh, episode and and that involves your your shut-ins and uh, you know it's not outreach in the sense of going out and, and sharing the gospel or things like that but it's still outreach for for your church because you're leaving your church and, and doing it uh, but go and take some cookies or visiting them or, or being a part of their their life they they miss their grandkids they miss their family uh, they might miss a spouse things like that just spend some time with them uh, during Christmas or perhaps at the assisted living uh, area near you go, you know, take, take your kids from church and maybe sing some carols or, yeah. uh, go, you know, uh, offer to maybe serve a meal for them one day, you know, things like that. There's all kinds of things you could do in the community. And uh, so just look for areas to be involved in the community 
And sometimes, sometimes that's just a matter of calling the chamber of commerce and say, Hey, what's happening, especially if you're new and you don't know like what is, you know, Cloudcroft has a lighted Christmas parade and uh, you know, there's things that we can be a part of that can spread, you know, the, the name of the church and ultimately the fame of, of Jesus out in the community and uh, being intentional with those things. And so your shut-ins, your assisted living, the, the foster kids, all of these are often forgotten around Christmas time because we're so busy with all the people that can do, you know, we're going and doing the Christmas parties and things like that. Hey, if you've got a Christmas party with a Sunday school class and it's the older group or something, go pick up some of those shut-ins on the way, man, and uh, add them to that party real quick. Cause they probably just, it's, it's not an intentional thing. They just forgot them. And, uh, and so sometimes we have to be that, that person to remind people that they exist. Uh, what's another one, man? Yeah. Um, and, and I, I really like the idea of, of caroling, by the way. In fact, the, the homeschool co-op that we're a part of here is going to a, a nursing home and going caroling um, on a Friday morning when, when we normally have our, um, our homeschool co-op meeting. So that's, that's a huge way that you can be a blessing and, and almost on the fly, right? I mean, we did yep. that as, as youth pastors, you know, hey, uh, we're going to go caroling next week, right? So dress warm. We got a trailer. It doesn't have to be a big production. It can be really simple. Um, the, the next one that, that I have is Operation Christmas Child Shoeboxes. Now, full disclaimer, it's too late for this year, right? You can't get in on this in 2019. Those dates have passed. But you can start making uh, plans for, for 2020. And at every church I've been in, we'd always done those in-house. So, so we'd, we'd put out the shoeboxes and we'd pack them ourselves and, and all this. And then... We were connected with, with a gentleman um, who's very involved in, in Operation Christmas Child Shoeboxes. And, and he, said, um, he said, hey, I would like to send you all the materials for you to pack shoeboxes, which, which has allowed us, has freed us up to focus on some other things like, like Angel Tree. Um, yeah. so, so what we did is we, the, the week before our packing party, I, I, we got a huge pallet in of supplies to pack 600 shoe boxes. And so on a Saturday morning, we uh, set up our fellowship hall, like we had tables in a, in a horseshoe shape and we had a packing party and, and we opened that up to the community. Uh, so it's not just first Baptist church packing shoe boxes, but it, we had a, we had some girls from the local softball team that came over. Uh, we had had some folks from a, last year we had, we partnered with a, a Christian school in town. Uh, it was, so we've partnered with some different folks in the community and then we just issued kind of a blanket invitation, right? Hey, this is what we're doing. Come pack. We packed, uh, we, we packed 600 shoe boxes in like an hour and 15 minutes or wow. something like that. So right now our sanctuary, as we're recording this, our sanctuary is covered with, with OCC shoe boxes. And so for <laughs> us, that's become an outreach opportunity. It's become a way to build some relationships in the community. Uh, and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, I think sometimes church is, is big and scary and, and, and seems weird by, by folks in the community. So if you can do things and actually get people in your building, and, and connect with them in your building. Let them see it's just, I mean, it's just a building. There's nothing big and scary about it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of those kinds of events. And, and yeah. for us, this was a big deal. Uh, Operation Christmas Child uh, is, a, is a really cool opportunity for us to, to do that. And it's a gospel-centered project, right? So you get to say, hey, we're packing these shoe boxes uh, to send them to, to kids around the world who, who otherwise wouldn't get Christmas gifts. And also, when they go there's a gospel presentation at every one of the, the um, where, where the shoe boxes go, where they're delivered. There's a gospel presentation that takes place there. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that, that's, it's a lot of fun. 
um, a, a lot of fun, a little bit of work, a lot of fun, big impact, and uh, good good outreach as well. Yeah, my uh, my last one is quite simple and something you can do year round, and particularly around uh, Christmas. And there's still time to do it, and that is invite, invite. Yeah, invite. absolutely. Uh, Non-Christians are more likely to attend if they're invited individually, not just your social media, uh, Facebook ad uh, targeted or whatever. Uh, like what I always do is I, I put my targeted ads in Alamogordo of fans of First Baptist Alamogordo. So we can get all of them up. <laughs> yeah, they're right. not going to come for, for that. Uh, you want to inspire your, your members to, to yep. thoughtfully bring in their acquaintance or, or perhaps tied into their who's your one thing. Uh, somebody that they know, they all should know somebody that doesn't know Jesus, may not have a church home, uh, and, and invite them. Um, one, one way you can do that is, uh, and there's still time to do it, perhaps even for this Sunday, uh, give every person in your church 10 or five, you know, how, however many you can manage printed invitation cards with service times with, you know, maybe for your Christmas Eve thing or, or something along, along those lines and tell them just to give it to somebody uh, that they know may not know Jesus or, or maybe looking for a church home or is new to the area, doesn't know. Uh, and, uh, and then on, on Sunday, encourage them to take it. And, uh, and then the following Sunday, one of the best things you can do say who gave them out uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and celebrate it uh, because mm-hmm. each of those is, is one, it was them out of their comfort zone, just about everybody going up to a stranger or somebody out in the community that they may not know very well and talking to them or inviting them or just handing them this card. Hey, my pastor told me to do this. Come uh, join us, that kind of deal. That's still going to be out of their comfort zone. Yeah, uh, and, and then tell, tell the members of your church, one of the things we do is we set up the, the Advent um, Facebook event thing. And we purposefully uh, don't uh, set that one on a advertising thing. What I do is I challenge the church members to go in where you can, and we've, we've showed it on, on a uh, video, how to do it uh, from the screen and uh, how they can invite people. And I say, just go and invite the people that you know on Facebook to join you. And by the end of it, usually we will have had, you know, a hundred some odd people invited to these, you know, Sundays or whatever. And it usually grows along the, the Advent series, you know, more and more getting a part of it. And, uh, and they see how easy it is. And it's a little more personal when it's coming from, you know, Kyle Beerman that's inviting his neighbor yeah. to this versus here's just this advertisement, you know, suggested for you by Facebook or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Uh, to come. So, so you don't do paid ads for Christmas. Not for yeah, Christmas. You, okay. We, uh, we do like some of the other ones, but, but it's just be, because there's, so, you know, we, we have, you know, those, those Sundays of Advent, uh, I just teach them how to do it, yeah. how to invite. And, and it's just so much more personal when they're inviting them versus me. Yeah. And uh, so, so that's my last one. Awesome. So is all that, right. that all you got? That's all I got. Okay. That's it, well, man. you need to come up with more ideas because <laughs> I don't know how all of yours are too late, man. So, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for putting up with our banner. We hope that some of these maybe jog some ideas for you to consider for next year, maybe, or some that you can still do this year, get out to your shut-ins, get out to 
your area assisted living, your foster care ministry, see how you can serve. Uh, because a lot of times people in the community uh, think of a church as what can uh, y'all give to us. And this is a chance for you to, uh, one, show them that that's not true. Uh, unless it is, then don't do this. Uh, everybody else, reach out to the community and tell them the good news of Jesus Christ. Yep. And uh, we hope you have a wonderful uh, Christmas and uh, time with your friends and family and, uh, and that God will bless your efforts uh, to reach the world uh, for Jesus through the holiday season. And so if you haven't, visit us on Facebook under our name, Not Another Baptist Podcast, or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. And until next time, Kyle, how, how should our coffee be? Uh, well, your pumpkin should be your pumpkin latte should be spicy. No, not anymore. No, and no. yes, yes, it's still it's still holiday still season. Still holiday. Well, at season. least yes. do like the ginger gingerbread or something. Oh, like, okay. On, may your days be merry and bright. Yeah, and and may your coffee but be not as like black as coffee. night. <laughs> may your days be merry and bright, but your coffee dark as night. Oh, there, hey, hey, there you go. May, may your coffee be. May your days be merry and bright and your coffee is dark as night. All right, there you go. I like it. Bye. Merry Christmas, y'all.